0: I'm going to talk some shit. I'm going to talk some shit.
1: I know you are. <laughs>
0: Mike, what do you got for me?
1: All right, where the whistles are wet and the glass is full, welcome to Liquid Gold. Oh, man. How are we doing today, my brother? Dude, I'm amped. We're amped because we just drank a bunch of cold brew coffee. Oh, my God. I'm feeling, it, dude. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. So, we're going to talk a little bit about. Straight to it. The zombie? Yeah and yeah, yeah. the robo zombie making the cover of the nashville scene for chopper Works, stoked about that and, and rob, rob zombie what does it have to do rob zombie we could bring him up his dreads and his uh probably lack thereof these days and what does it have to do with cold brew well both will put you in a oh, completely different state than you were at before mostly due to the straw yeah straw yeah but here we are back on Liquid Gold. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, so good to welcome have back. our thirsty listeners back in the fold. And we want to throw a shout out to We Own This Town, weownthistown.net, producer Michael Eads.
0: Thank you, Michael.
1: And a hearty congratulations to Michael Eads, newly engaged. Yeah. And we just heard it's going to be a Tennessee wedding. And uh, there's going to be, I think, Willie Nelson's going to be there along with Chris Gaines, yeah. I believe, is going to be there pretty pretty full guest list i'm not sure we're gonna make it we're probably gonna be like working it we get to do the,
0: <laughs> the we should take part bartending in the bachelor party
1: bachelorette party. oh yeah we both. plan the bachelorette party we'll host it'd be like go to vegas but don't gamble don't go to vegas to gamble
0: dude i've rarely rarely gambled in las vegas Yeah, I bet on some sports, you know, some
1: inside info, maybe read the daily racing form, pick a few horses, but sitting down at the blackjack table, you might as well just say, I'm going to save some time and give you $300 and I'm going to go. I
0: can't do the horse thing anymore, man. It became a problem.
1: Oh man, topics for another show. Some other things, things we're not going (laughs) to talk about today, it being the slow season. Yeah. It doesn't feel slow to me, just like around town. I'm not talking just chopper. I know this is the time when things start to kind of uh it's like get into the dog days of summer, things slow down. But it just feels like people are out and people are like just mixing it up.
0: Yeah, they're getting out. They're getting yeah. hot and bothered though. Like
1: People are getting hot and bothered. They're getting Oh, one thing I do want to talk about. Oh. I have a new um I've seen a lot of road rage lately yeah. with the heat. This is the time. Yeah. This is like road rage city. So I had this new technique that I wanted to pass on to our listeners, something you could do to alleviate your road rage and it was just like because you get sick of like when you're driving on Gallatin say in East Nashville or you're driving on like Charlotte um, West End so, and cars are just always like turning out in front of you like turning out nearly like like wrecking your car and turning right into you and things and so that's where people really go nuts and they like honk their horn they like yell at people people yell at each other people stop so I just thought it, the one thing I'm going to start saying is just like you know, like yelling, like this is inconvenient. This is inconvenient for me.
0: Oh, so you just like make light of you it? You make light of
1: it. You have yeah. to, like, yeah, yeah. you have I to. I am inconvenienced.
0: You have to by put those this
1: driving move. You
0: got to put those triggers, yeah, out there, like you. It, like, yeah, it's really it's, like it's really like a, a mantra you need to have, it's man. A mantra.
1: So that's my new mantra: is I. This is inconvenient. This driving.
0: You got to try. I mean, in the south, like <laughs> just to shot. speak on that, Mike. Yeah, in the south, you know, like. Let's say you're in New York driving, and you know, like someone cuts you off, to move around, and he's like "fuck you, fuck you," and, and then yeah. it's like "forget honk about honk. it." In in the South, a motherfucker's gonna grab a baseball bat and yeah. like <laughs> approach you, like screaming, sweating. Yeah.
1: Those of you new to town, road rage is uh, not a joke out here. It's not a, It's not part of the lexicon to honk and cuss. You know, things things could escalate here. So, yeah. just uh, I think everybody could develop some techniques in making light of the situation that would be i my. like to
0: pinch this fleshy part of my between my thumb and my index finger
1: when mm. i get mad yeah that's a good pressure point yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that's what, that's how that's i always word.
1: like get the knife out of your hand <laughs> speaking of knives <sharp> things we're not going to talk about bill murray as a zombie hunter because it's just it's not it's not super believable to me but um I haven't, I wanted to see that movie. I've heard, I've heard really not great things about it. And also I always thought of him as a cougar hunter.
0: I think it's probably just like a pal project, you know, Jim Jarmusch trying to hang out with his buddy, Bill Murray and make a movie. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. Let's not hate on that. That's great. We won't even talk about it. It's really just
0: like, like black sheep or, or Tommy boy, (laughs) Bill Murray, old Bill Murray instead.
1: Something else we're not going to talk about. Wimbledon cocktails. Uh, because we've already we we went into the Pims Cup in great detail with Sally Gatza coming at you, our favorite Sally. bartender from LA Jackson. She doesn't even listen, but we're gonna give her a shout out anyway. Maybe we'll text it to her and say we mentioned your name. You have to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, something else we're not gonna talk about: mail order barrel picking, because we it- are gonna get into. Analog barrel picking and taking the whiskey out of the barrel and smelling it in the rickhouse in the cold the mail order morning. things when
0: they send you like samples? They send yeah. you a bunch of yeah. like little, it, those itty-bitty bottles fine. samples. It's fine. It's
1: fine, but it's not the, I've rom- seen people do that. It's not the romantic side. And we're going to get into barrel picking at some of the best bourbon distilleries in central Kentucky. We're going to get into that today a little bit. Uh, and also some other things we're not going to talk about in general movies because just it just is kind of... It's not been a great summer for movies to me. I am looking forward to, for, to the Tarantino movie coming up, and it is coming to the Bell Theater. Shout out in thirty-five mm So oh, we need cool. to we need to get that on the books. That I'm we down go to watch it to see that movie. Tarantino's and, calling
0: it quits or contemplating calling it quits very soon. I make, think this is going to be after a, the next a high movie. mark for him. It, yeah.
1: it's looking pretty good. He's great. Um, so we want to here at Liquid Gold share with you some of our experiences now what we did we just opened chopper the new tiki bar in east nashville we launched food we've been doing all kinds of exciting things there the zombie has been super popular and has a cool story to it that we'll get into going back to the old holland house and how that drink came about but also we do like to get into some recent dining experiences drinking experiences now i i was lucky enough i uh, was i was taking my wife to chopper for the first time like we're going to go over there. We're going to sit down, we're going to lounge out a little bit. And I walk in and and it was great. Everything was was looking good and the music was good and the you know, the drinks were slanging and but my wife had her friends come in and I was like, "You know what? I don't want to just I can't really hang out here yet. I don't want to just I'm not just going to sit down and hang out. I'm just not ready for that." You know, like I it's still like push mode. And if I'm going to be there, I'm going to be working. Right. And so I was like, you know, what, I'm going to excuse myself. My, my wife was meeting her friends there as one of their birthday. And I was like, you guys just, you guys have a great time. I'm going to go somewhere and drive. And I even, I haven't called you and I was like, what are you doing? I'm going to get some dinner. And Sorry, you were was, working, you yeah. were working. Um, I wasn't quite ready for a full meal at Husk, but I did go over to Rolf, Rolf and Daughter's. And I got to see Shane. Shane O'Brien is the kind of the beverage guy, the bar guy for Rolf and for Folk. And he's a great guy, great old friend. Yeah, he's a cool, and, cool dude. Um he was there. He made me a really cool drink that had uh, beer. Now, not the B-E-E-R that we're drinking right now.
0: The Mistel.
1: The uh, Mysterious B-Y-R-R-H is how it's spelled. It's pronounced beer. And it's an aperitif out of France. That is made with some spices and some berries and a mistel, like you mentioned, as the base. He made me like a kind of a Negroni riff with that slow gin, which when I see slow gin in a cocktail, I just move on. And I don't typically drink slow gin. Oh, uh, no? Not really. But because I like real gin. But yeah, um, I like this real gin and gin. This and drink slow was gin. great. This drink was great. And Shane is talented. So check out his cocktails and stuff. I also had some great wine there. I had a cucumber salad. That had like buttermilk. It was almost Mm. classic, but it was also very forward leaning, forward thinking, like they do over there. Shout out to all the crew over there. Amazing crew and the best, one of the best bakers that I've ever uh, experienced. His work. Yeah, that was Michael. Michael, yeah, that that dude's insane. But yeah, this cucumber salad had like dill flowers. Buttermilk had some. Borage. It was just gorgeous, just a gorgeous plate, the gorgeous salad, and then a beef cheek dish as well, and then just had one of their classic pastas, and it was just, it was cool to see that place. I hadn't been in there in a long time. I don't get out much, but it was cool to see that place humming. Everything was like people were moving. The place was bustling. I was just sitting there, kind of watching it all happen. It's a high,
0: high, high energy restaurant.
1: It is. There's a lot going on. The bartenders are moving. In that fluid motion, they're great bartenders. Uh, Ruben, he was right in front of me. Ruben, I usually like anyone named Ruben. Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. I, e- you know, most guys named Ruben. I'm just, I'm a fan of Ruben Sierra, the baseball player. I was a big fan of him. Yeah, he looked like a Caribbean prince. Mm. Anyway, I'm getting Sheesh. off topic. Caribbean um, prince. <laughs> and you also had another experience. Now I don't know how positive it was. I haven't really talked to you much about it. But last night you went to Bobo yeah, in I Englewood. Went to Bobo. And you had some beer, some chicken. What else? What'd you get into over there? How was it? It was great. Uh, I, I drank a good bit. Edited out long, awkward pause. <laughs> uh, I drank a good bit
0: before I got there. So I was I was primed and ready. I was hungry, dude. I was hungry. I was so hungry. I was like sweating. My forehead was sweating.
1: Must have been good then.
0: Yeah. I had great pork, great chicken, was some it? sort of salad. <laughs> was it know. like lettuce? Yeah. like <laughs> It was green.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, that's um, cool.
0: Um, I, it was the first time I'd been in that space uh, since, gosh, what was it before? Like uh, the Pied Piper um, uh, eatery, which my friend uh, Becca Pied Piper headed for, sheesh, like five, six years uh, before her unfortunate passing. Mm-hmm. It's like East Nashville, like original. That's cool. Great pool player. I miss her a lot. Yeah. But yeah, with that said, you know, with all the darkness that was circling through my head, I mm. had a I had a great time at Bobo.
1: What were you drinking? Because I've heard they had those Korean beers over there.
0: Yeah, I was drinking Kieran actually. Mm, mm, um, yeah, mm. I, you texted me and told me to drink some Korean beer, yeah. but I was just what? like, dog Kieran. Was it a was homework on homework assignment was like, for the episode. I saw Kieran on draft, and I was like, "Let me get four of those." Get that anywhere, and, bro? Come on. Yeah, I know,
1: dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but was it? I bet it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. Uh, uh,
0: it was cold, and like I drank each pint in like. Three gulps, and I made a lot of jokes.
1: <laughs> well, it has been an exciting time around around Chopper and everything with the robo-zombie making the cover of the scene and their drinking issue and, and Dude, the robo-zombie. Dude, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Congratulations.
0: Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Whoa, pretty cool.
1: cover the Nashville scene. Um, Mike Wolf. Well, no, it wasn't me. It was the robot mug designed by Bryce McLeod, and uh, it was the drink uh, that used to be called The Reveal back in the day. It was a riff on a zombie where you take kind of the Hawaiian-influenced zombie that would have, like, pineapple juice, maybe some passion fruit, um, and mix it with sort of the derivation of the zombie, which is the planter's punch. It's just a really strong version of a planter's punch. and Can you explain why it was called The Reveal? Yeah, so this was uh, back at the old Holland house, and it was a really a drink for staff. When they got done and they were like, I want that one drink, but I want it to be strong. I want it to be bold. And that was where it was like, well, you want a zombie then. Um, Because we had a great passion fruit syrup over there and we would make it for people and they would um, divulge their secrets eventually. Like you'd get done with the drink and then you'd be like, I uh, killed a guy seven (laughs) years ago. (laughs) Never told anybody. Sheesh. Did a little time for it. No, it wasn't that bad. But people would always divulge some crazy secrets. And so the, the drink uh, came to be known as The Reveal. And our buddy Gabe. Sold that to
0: Homeland Security. Our
1: buddy Gabe came in the other night who used to work there and was like, there used to be this drink. It was called The Reveal. And people were like, that's the Robo Zombie, dude. You got to have it. And just the, I think the fact that it's such a large drink. Now, it's got a ton of ice in it. But. It's also got a ton of rum in it, and uh, you drink it with a straw. And it just goes down fast, because it's really delicious, really exotic flavors. Ours we use lemon juice and lime juice, sort of a shout out to the planter's punch, Mm -hmm. which is kind of the original tiki drink, the original tropical drink that was just a rum punch with like some spices, some citrus, and some rum, maybe served with a little mint if Mm. they had it around. Yummy. But so ours also uses a passion fruit syrup, and it's actually a fashionola, which is an old syrup that comes from New Orleans that is basically the flavors of passion fruit, strawberry, mango, kiwi, some lime zest. And back in the 30s and 40s, it would have been made in a natural way and would have been these these really bold flavors. And then it came to be um, very artificially flavored. Over, over time. And then it just sort of fe- fell away. But it, I thought it would be a cool thing to bring back Fashionola. Well done. And other people have done it too. I think there's a company. I think BG Reynolds might make a Fashionola. Or there's a company in New Orleans, I think, who makes one. But it's a really cool way to throw all these different tropical flavors together. Like you might, say, take like a bar spoon of like a mango syrup, a kiwi syrup, a strawberry syrup, some passion fruit. Well, this kind of bottles it all together. Right. Which is nice. And then... Um, We're using a lot of OFTD for the rum. We're using some Hamilton Black in there for that funk. Shout out to Ed Hamilton, old guest of Liquid Gold and all-around amazing dude. And then we also use some Falernum in there. And we're doing all kinds of different Falernums there at Chopper and using all these beautiful spices from Spices, Inc. So we got to give them a shout out. And there's a lot that goes in to this drink. But I do want to mention for our listeners... I've got a few recipes that I wanted to share now Beach Bum Barry who does the total Tiki app and does an amazing job with that He's got all these different zombies in on this app. And so what's really cool is he's got like 1934 1941 1945 1950 all these different ones one of them is the hot zombie which is really cool, but his His original is probably the best, but I do want to share. I think the easiest one for people to make is the Tonga Room Zombie from 1945. And for that, you need one ounce of fresh lime juice, one ounce of passion fruit syrup, a half ounce of unsweetened pineapple juice, one ounce of light rum, a half ounce of a 151 Rum. Now, with that, you could either do Lemon Heart 151. You could do Hamilton 151. We would probably recommend Plantation OFTD, which is not quite 151, but has generally accepted uh, the the best flavor of all the overproof stuff. It's pretty tasty. Uh, OFTD was named as such because everybody drank it for the first time and said, "Oh fuck, that's delicious." <laughs> which that's a good story for another time. It's also but pretty uh, accessible. So we had the half ounce of 151 or an OFTD. It is pretty accessible. You're right. And then it says half ounce of dark Jamaican rum. So for that, you could use, say, Hamilton Black. You could use uh, Smith & Cross if you wanted to make it really strong. Be careful with that. Also, Appleton. Appleton would be a great rum to use in this zombie from the Tonga Room. So you want to shake all that with a bunch of crushed ice or throw it in a blender for, say, five to six seconds. Pour it unstrained into a tall glass and garnish with some mint, maybe a cherry, a pineapple frond, maybe a piece of pineapple that you slip in there that will infuse into the drink. Yeah. But that's a pretty streamlined zombie. You have one ounce lime juice, one ounce passion fruit, half ounce pineapple juice, one ounce light rum, half ounce of an overproof rum, and half ounce of a dark Jamaican rum. Now, you go through here to the 1950 version, which is really cool that came up on a Don the Beachcomber menu from 1950, where he revamped his 1934 formula. And this is kind of close to the zombie that we're doing at Chopper, in that there's a little bit of bitters in there, and it has lemon and lime, which I think is cool. Another thing that is cool about the zombie is it would appear on menus over the years just as it does at Chopper because we're just trying to throw a little historical shout out to the fact that the zombie, if it went on a menu, there was always the qualifier of limit one per guest. Some places in the pre-war days of the 1930s said limit two per guest and people were getting a little more sloshed. But that, <laughs> is, that is why if anyone wanted to know. It says on the menu at Chopper, limit one per guest. It's just kind of a wink to the history of the zombie. And anyway, this 1950 version, one ounce fresh lime juice, one ounce fresh lemon juice, one ounce unsweetened pineapple juice, one ounce passion fruit syrup, one ounce light rum, one ounce gold Puerto Rican rum, maybe a Ron Baralito, one ounce of Lemon Heart 151 Demerara rum, or you could also use OFTD in there as well, one teaspoon brown sugar syrup, and one dash of Angostura bitters. And it's also sort of a template for if you want to make a tiki drink and you're like, well, how am I going to organize all these different ingredients with my citrus and my sweet? Just go one, 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 (laughs) one. Right. Just do that until you run out of ingredients. That's a lot of rum, dude. And that's a fair amount of high-proof rum. So do be careful when you're making these zombies at home. Have the one and then see how you're feeling because a lot of people at Shopper say, what if I want another one? And it's like, well, that's fine, uh, but why don't you drink up? Why don't you drink yeah. the first one and tell me how you, you feel? How and then feel. people are like, I feel great. I have to go home. <laughs> yeah. Or they tell you a secret. They're like, I have to tell you something.
0: Well, you have to acknowledge, yeah, like zombie lore. The, 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 the word, is it not like a, it's like a Haitian, um, it's a Haitian word for, for a, a being that's not quite alive and not quite dead. And right. Of course, like we we expanded onto the, like the lore of zombies in like in Hollywood over over the last century but in the 1700s 1800s in in Haiti or um Hispaniola um it was it was a it was a uh, like a mythical creature mm, that yeah. that occupied a body well and they would
1: but, they would like induce people into these states of being half alive and half dead mm. and look to uh, like extract you know what's crazy about this whole thing going full circle is like they're looking to kind of extract different truths from that from right those ceremony from the spirit world so, and and man, the world of it's the a living trip. Yeah. it's a trip this world we live in cheers to that yeah hey yeah so you just you went yeah darren we'll take another one thanks buddy i think it's darren isn't it or is it daryl
0: darren 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 our uh
1: unpaid intern you are gonna be getting paid soon buddy now shifting gears, you had a an enlightening trip to Bourbon Country, country recently. Yeah, you we went with the Husk crew to pick out a barrel, um, which we had done before, where we went to Heaven Hill Heaven and Hill. we picked out a beautiful couple barrels of Elijah Craig. Went there for one, ended up bringing home two. Yeah, that's classic. Great. But there's really nothing like being in Bourbon Country, or even Tennessee Whiskey Country. We've done it at Dickel and stuff where you're in the Rick House, you take some whiskey out you put in a glass and you drink it as you're surrounded by what it's aging in and you're surrounded by the process right. literally it's aging right in front of you and it's a romantic thing it's a very experiential thing and we had a great time last time you the basic process is you kind of like you smell it you get a look at it you write down your impressions from all of that you taste it, you think about all the things that are going on as you're tasting it, and then you kind of rate the finish as well. So you take yourself sure. through the journey, and that really, as you're rating all that, that's kind of how you get to making that decision. So what was your experience like this time, going up there in the middle of summer? Because I really prefer those areas when it's cold because it's just like, it's a really intense and the whiskey's cold, and I kind of like that. But what was it like for you this time, going up there to Buffalo Trace to pick a barrel of Weller? That's a pretty special thing.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike, sheesh, you really put it on there. Um, I thought I, answer
1: I, the I, question. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, like uh, it wasn't my first rodeo, like picking a barrel and going or going to Buffalo Trace or any of these distilleries. Like, I, that was probably like the fifteenth. Ten or fifteenth time I'd been to Buffalo Trace, which I love. I love that spot. I love its location right there on a river on on the on what is it that Kentucky River? Is that the Kentucky River? It's not the Ohio. Whatever. It's Any, a nice river though. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It flows. It flows. Um, unlike my description of this experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, myself and our general manager at Husk Restaurant. Rory O'Connell and our director of beverage, all things beverage, Adam Morgan, and myself, one of their subordinates, were commissioned with uh, picking a barrel for the dining group of Weller Full Proof, which is pretty exciting because apparently there have only been twenty so far, twenty to thirty um, single barrel picks of of Weller Full Proof, and uh, they haven't even gotten to bottling yet, so it's still it's still kind of like. A theory that's going to be executed eventually in a couple of months towards the end of the summer buffalo trace is going through all kinds of renovations right now they're building new rick houses right right at the back end of the property um, they've got a new bottling line that they're, they they have makeshift right now that will eventually segue into a more permanent bottling line there's all kinds of stuff going on up there and and it was ex- it was actually exciting cuz sometimes you know you you've been to distilleries before. You know the game. You know you know the oh, yeah yeah. These are the tanks and mash mash and mash 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 and like you can make it really boring on yourself. But um, we had a really great uh, Buffalo Trace wrapped. Shout out to Susanna who kind of uh well first of all bought us lunch on on premises. I had a chicken salad sandwich. It's fucking dope because I was starving.
1: Mm, nothing like chicken salad in the summer. A little yeah, whiskey. Dude, mm. in the sun. Maybe some salad, rose. Like
0: some cold mayonnaise sandwich, basically. The barrel pick uh, was was amazing. Uh We had four barrels to pick from. Um, they were all delicious. They were all, of course, picked out by their five-person panel as like representations of the Weller product. So we would have been fine picking any of them, but there was just this one barrel barrel number three that had this like underlying herbaceousness it kept on opening opening up more water we put into it mike uh mm. it, 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 for a second it tasted like shiso for a second that's it another tasted good like, point yeah for a second it tasted like mint and yeah. the more water that i added to it it just seemed to like that's taste another like great another point, another point about herb.
1: picking out a barrel is adding that water and letting it open up and seeing how it changes on you adding like a tiny bit of water at a time yeah you have yeah, to that's a that's a, that's a big most one.
0: of the time i mean Every time you're picking a barrel, you're getting it barrel proof anyway, but this mm-hmm. one's going to be bottled at barrel proof, but you have to add water if you want to see how that's going to taste because it stuff's hot and it's going to burn your burn your um your your taste buds and yeah. there all of the nuances are not going to be available to you until you've added a wee bit of water.
1: Yeah, and you kind of have to be very zen and of the moment because when you're tasting barrel proof whiskey, your your palate's not going to be around for very long yeah no <laughs> you have to be make really blown good, out pretty quick
0: you got to make really good use of time yeah. and and the water we actually brought um mountain valley spring water with us mm-hmm. uh, arkansas spring water mm-hmm. which is what we what we use in droppers at husk yeah we suggest folks use in 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 our drop dropper program at husk
1: <laughs> hold on portlandia is on the phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was a Portland super, alert.
0: super, super cool day, um, you know, like driving through rural Kentucky with the crew that I was with, Who we, we, we kind of like, uh, we're kind of outsiders in, in our own, in our own way, especially in rural parts of Kentucky. Um, it was a really great bonding day. I think like, I think it was great for the three of us to like be forced to be in a car for, sheesh, like 10 hours. It was great. And uh, I, I love those two dudes uh, so much. Um, we, we picked the barrel. I swear, Mike, it took us 15 minutes. As soon as we
1: tasted, a lot of times you know, don't as, you? you? As take, soon as we taste one, and the you're one like, oh, okay, I, I was not even ready to taste the
0: next one. I was like, I was like, okay, like I will retaste all of these, but this is the one. And we, yeah. we all three, um, including Susanna, all agreed on it like immediately. Like this is the barrel. No problem. Let's let's go ahead and like throw the sticker on it. Write our names on it. Boom. But yeah, that that wasn't even the end of the day. It was like such a weird day. Coincidentally, um, in whiskey, because my fucking Jim Beam had just freaking gotten struck by lightning, and forty five thousand barrels went up.
1: Yeah, in the booze news files, uh, Jim Beam just had a big fire, and you kind of had got to see the yeah. That's after- a boo- booze news alert. Dude, yeah, that's th- a th- 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 th-
0: booze brrr, news alert. Brrr, 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 brrr. Apparently. Jim Beam, one of their Rick houses got struck by lightning. That's the only way that they can explain they can explain the fire right now, flaming up forty five thousand barrels. That's something like two point four million gallons Man. of whiskey. Just kaboom!
1: That, oh, kaboom, dude. Is, I don't know. Wow, that's tough. Yeah. I, don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not like I wouldn't call it heartbreaking, but it's just it's tough to imagine. All the kind of work that went into all that, but there's worse things that have happened uh, in the last couple of weeks to humanity. But yeah, I, I did that's the crazy. math.
0: I did the math, and this is kind of what's scary about like how big uh, Jim Beam is, though. So so don't get like I wouldn't like get worried about getting your Booker's or your cheap Jim Beam. Um, I'm sure they're gonna roll it in right into a special release. It amounts four
1: hundred dollars a bottle.
0: It amounts to <laughs> about eight day, uh, eight to fifteen days of uh, of production. So on the grand scheme of things it's not really a whole hell of a lot of whiskey that they lost but the environmental impact is yet to be determined and it's not looking very good because one thing one thing that like i've i've noticed and understood about whiskey production is there you have to build a distillery near a water source so you can get this great water that's filtering out iron from limestone and like every, every water in every source is kind of different. And it, it, it is an absolute like factor in the development of the flavors of your bourbon, but it works against you when you have some, some sort of like collapse like this or like, like catastrophic damage because whiskey is a liquid and it's going to flow to where it's, I mean, water is going to flow to wherever water flows to so all this whiskey is that's that's not burned it's just finding its way into local streams Mm. and killing off lots of wild lots of wildlife of course fish but then you you have all this is a water source for all kinds of wildlife like yeah man you know like deer and badgers and
1: yeah there's gonna be some drunk badgers out there i wouldn't want to be around that yeah well you know temperamental in general
0: well, they they're not like choosing. They 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 don't have the option of choice. <laughs> they're not billing up to the bar.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll take a Booker's. They're date. really you're like you're crazy, Badger. Yeah, could you imagine? That shit's strong.
0: You're really freaking thirsty. You just finished mowing the lawn, and someone just gives you a glass of whiskey. It's like there you go.
1: That's not. But gonna, they tell you it's water. They well. tell you it's water. Yeah.
0: With that said, uh, we we got we got to go on an amazing tour of Castle and Key, which is the old um, E. H. Taylor Distillery, uh, having. Having sold the stag dis- distillery, uh, Colonel Taylor built this beautiful castle distillery just right. It's gorgeous. On the sharing sharing the property line with with Jim Beam, so we were there, and there was, it, w- it was really trippy, dude. Like there was ash all over the, all over the ground, you know.
1: Mm, kind of an just, apocalyptic. Just being
0: scene. within a mile of that of that Rickhouse fire really put them on edge because they only have two Rickhouses and one just. Just one of those ashes, still embers. One of those embers falling out of the sky could light up their whole, pro- mm. their their entire operation, which they have, right around ninety thousand barrels um, aging right now at Castle and Key. Super trippy, but yeah, beautiful. Mikey, uh, I, I beautiful, can't wait to check it out. Beautiful.
1: I follow him on Instagram, so I see like the gardens and dude, we got to uh, go up there. The old yeah. railroad. I know they're gonna try to get that back up and rolling. There used to be this railroad that was almost like a private railroad that would go from the distillery to into louisville um yeah and into yeah yeah that's that's yeah he created they, they say they're gonna they're gonna um
0: colonel taylor had that railroad built so that he could have his like debutante like his aristocratic friends come out to the distillery and party so he actually created the whole idea of like doing a bourbon holiday like a bourbon bourbon facility holiday Pretty neat stuff, and the place has been beautifully restored. It was so dilapidated when these guys had first taken it over, and they have turned this baby around. One of the most beautiful, perfect-sized distilleries, only to me, maybe you.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, but that was a And trip. they're doing a beautiful gin up there, so we got to give a shout-out to that. Yeah, their gins, their, are, gin their gins are insane. Around dude. town, around town here in Nashville. People are using it in cocktails, and they've got a lot of cool botanicals on site. That they're using in their gardens and dude, they
0: they all of their grains too are local Kentucky sourced, which is in which is actually absolutely out of control. Especially when you're talking about using a rye, Mm -hmm. like a rye grain Mm -hmm. that's only Kentucky sourced. That's a very limited amount. You're usually going up farther north um, often enough. A lot of these distilleries are buying their rye from their rye grains from Canada. Mm -hmm. Understandably, it's a very short season in Kentucky, but they are yeah they're fully committed to using only kentucky products and kudos to
1: them that's awesome sounds like a great trip
0: yeah no yeah we we packed up we packed a lot of stuff into 12 hour a 12 hour trip that's great no prop
1: well i look forward to the results of this and tasting this barrel at husk in 3 to 4 or 5 months or whatever it'll whatever be, the turnaround. is. it'll probably time be late is. fall i think we're going to have to get it to tax had. season yeah yeah and that's going <laughs> to roll us right into Booze news. Okay, what do you got for us today in the booze news department? Kenneth the Deadman, well, Mike, the Gone Burgundy of booze God news. Gone Burgundy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he told me that was my new name. Yeah. What do you got, Gone Burgundy? <laughs> well, a uh, Uber driver in, in uh, Utah. Oh, um, never a good start to a story. And Christy Ginn was <laughs> expecting a regular ride when she. Oh, she pulled Jesus. up and saw like four or five men drinking beer in the Uber uh, drinking beer outside of the loca- the pickup uh, location oh, okay. Except none of them wanted to ride with her They had found a uh, a uh, dehydrated sick bird that needed immediate le- help So they loaded a uh, said bird up um, and um, had had and Christy drove drove this pheasant I think it's a pheasant um
1: oh, a pheasant lovely.
0: To the Wildlife Reh- Rehabilitation Center of Northern Utah. At first, thinking it was a joke, she she realized these dudes were serious, seriously boozed up too, and uh, they couldn't they couldn't drive the bird to said facility because they were being incredibly responsible and like thank you
1: Must thank have, you for that guys. That's how Mormons drink, huh?
0: Cool. Luckily, luckily, the bird was was saved and just just had a minor case of malnutrition and dehydration, and uh, it's probably the only Uber drive uber ride it's ever gonna fucking take huh
1: yeah wow i'm surprised that was positive
0: yeah yeah well you know like uh i just wanted to throw that in there you know like idiot or hero theme that we have in booze news that's good and let me i want to cast my vote as heroes
1: heroes yeah saving a bird and it's kind of gone burgundy of you to be like that that pheasant can uber (laughs) <laughs> that pheasant can drive <laughs> that pheasant has an look uber account so cute <laughs> look at him <laughs> he's doing better oh, oh my.
0: man all right that was a good warm-up so what afford- else we got <laughs> malibu rum announces a 60 ounce cocktail pouch for <laughs> with four boozy flavors it's kind of like a uh I guess the idea is to have a large uh, delivery-based Capri Sun for your um, holiday par- or summer parties. Four flavors being a, a daiquiri, a uh, mango rum punch, and a Blue Hawaii, which is the first drink that I ever learned, Mike, the Blue Hawaiian. Wow. learned it on an episode of uh, Magnum P.I. in like 1984. Pretty cool. When did I, you do a I rerun knew, of that episode? I knew when I was when I was a little kid that I would... That I wanted to be a bartender and Magnum PI, one episode of Magnum P. I when I learned how to make the Blue Hawaiian. We need
1: to track that down. One of the
0: catalysts. I ran out of time today, but I was gonna t tr- I was gonna track it down because uh Magnum's on uh Magnum Magnum's on Prime right now. And uh, Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been hitting that up uh a little bit lately.
1: Well for our listeners, let's throw down a this is like an old school so Don't throw anything at me. Blue Hawaii recipe from... Let me get a date on this one. Harry K. Yee of the Hawaiian Village Hotel, Waikiki, 1957. Yee invented this drink at the behest of the Bowles Liquor Company. At the behest. They're like, come up with something blue, which was looking for ways to boost sales of its blue Curacao liqueur. His original recipe was three ounce fresh pineapple juice. That's a lot. That's going to cut into your your bottom line a little bit three ounces wow one ounce of sweet and sour whoa Mm. okay half ounce blue curacao three quarter ounce light rum three quarter ounce vodka okay here's a recipe let's improve the recipe on the fly all right let's say we don't need we don't need that much pineapple juice let's go with one and a half ounce of pineapple juice we're going to cut that in half instead of the one ounce sweet and sour we're going to say Add three-quarter ounce of lime juice.
0: Or split or split lemon and lime if you split want Split your lemon
1: and lime. Three-eighths lime, three-eighths lemon if you want to. And then throw in, say, a half ounce. Not not the three-quarter. We're not going equal parts there. Half ounce of uh, a rich simple syrup or a regular simple syrup or a dem. Half ounce of blue curacao. We'll keep that in there. Yeah. Then we're going to say, instead of this three-quarter light rum and three-quarter vodka, let's say one and a half ounce of a light rum. And one ounce of Pisco, which which sort of is vodka, but it's just got more character, and it's a little bit more exotic, Yeah, and it's a little more floral. So let's go with that. That is our- uh, Dude, I put Ango in there. Our update. Ango Ango pineapple froth. Throw a dash of Angostura in there, and you've got a beautiful blue Hawaii. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So cheers to that. You want that froth up top. Mm. Stick your nose in it. Kind of like wiggle it around. Blue Hawaii. Okay. Moving on. Dan Aykroyd's vodka company suing Mexican tequila maker. Did you heard about oh this shit, God, dude? Oh, my God,
1: dude. I did. This is okay. amazing.
0: Okay. Well, they're suing Cause... each other over bottle design. Uh, apparently, uh, Palatine Spirits uh, produces a Mucha Liga uh, tequila bottle, which is a tribute to Mexican mass wrestlers, which Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head vodka brand says is too similar. Yeah. So... Here's where I get weird, Mike. And it, and it, and it daily, daily, when I'm in the work environment, I have to check myself about like what knowledge I know and how ignorant someone might be and how it's not my fault that they don't know what I know. To me, Dan Aykroyd's vodka company is telling the the entire market that we can't tell the difference between a skull vodka bottle and a tequila vodka bottle that also employs the design of a human skull. The okay, skull. I get yeah. it. I know what a human skull is, it's but cool I bottle. also know what vodka is and I know what tequila is. Vodka starts with a B, tequila starts with a T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a, what the fuck are they trying to do here?
1: I don't know, man. I'm
0: telling you, man, like uh, you start pissing off you, you start pissing off and talking down to your
1: talking down to your clientele you're not going to sell much vodka, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, well they know that people are buying it for the bottle. And so they're already saying like we're not we're, we're not like proud of our product or we're not like this product it can stand on its own. They're saying like people are buying it cuz of the bottle and we need to like own that, like that, that AK47 of it.
0: Vo- uh, vodka company makes.
1: The quote from their from their lawyer for this story that was in the Chicago Tribune by Tracy Schwartz from July 10th. So this is a recent story. I had been watching Great Outdoors the other night. That's a that's one of my favorite summer movies. One, yeah. Oh my god! You know the first scene between Dan Aykroyd and John Candy when their Dan Aykroyd's family like surprises John Candy on this vacation. Like it would be pretty insane to just bring your family to someone else's vacation. Sure. And just show up and be like, we're here. We're here to vacation with you. And the first scene of them together on the back porch, they're looking out on the lake. And Dan Aykroyd is just like, I don't even know why you like it up here. (laughs) But he's the one who surprised him. Sure. And the acting between those two guys. Like two heavyweights.
0: Yeah, there was a synergy. There definitely was, was.
1: But it was like... There was almost a competitive thing going on, um, but the it, their quote from the lawyer for this article reminded me of Dan Aykroyd's character in that movie, because it's like, in a market comprised of many alcoholic beverage products packaged in many different bottle shapes, only two are head and skull-shaped, globe CHV bottle and defendant's bottle. Due to the similarity between these two and their lack of similarity to any other third-party bottle in the market, confusion <laughs> is almost certain if defendants continue with their nascent market entry.
0: Dude, that's the best Dan Aykroyd
1: impression ever. I didn't really work on it, but... (laughs) That was great. I keep on working on it, but his character from that movie sounds like he would read that quote. Well, I feel feel
0: like the Dan Aykroyd of that time would not sue a, a Mexican tequila company over a freaking bottle design. Yeah. The new Dan Aykroyd would.
1: I guess so. You, you gotta I mean, understand
0: that these are two different people that that, that late eighties He's a genius. Mid eighties. He's till, a genius. Yeah. I don't know what I I mean, dude, I, really like he, he was a genius. He hadn't yeah. done shit, dude.
1: He rides cool. around on a train. Did you know that? He rides around on a train. Well, he's not making good movies. Like beautiful yeah, might as well. Like a beautiful old train car from the nineteen thirties. That's a lot of what he does. He travels the country in a really
0: harmonica sings songs about trains and shit. I guess so. He ain't done a movie in fucking forever that's worth a shit. What Curse of the Dr- Jade Dragon would probably be like the last one that I think he did, and you're not allowed to. I'm not allowed to like Woody Allen movies anymore, anyway. So you got to scratch that. <laughs> yeah. Gross Point Blank maybe was probably right when it was it was over.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm gonna keep it right with Great Outdoors. Yeah, no, I love that
0: one. On top of his game, then. He's... Great
1: edition of uh, Booze News today. You got anything else?
0: Nah, that's it, dude. That's great, man.
1: Well, sheesh. This has been a beautifully informed and intense version of cold brew flavored and cold brew <laughs> bolstered edition of liquid gold here today and we thank you for listening do drop us a line at liquid gold underscore pod yeah. on our instagram
0: send us a freaking dm ask us a question pay us a compliment or just me pay me a compliment
1: yeah pay kenneth a compliment and you will be paid back you will be rewarded triple fold yes gone burgundy over here <laughs> we'll see if we can make that work and get some t-shirts and whatnot Yeah, stickers are coming soon. Yeah, stickers are coming soon. Shout out to Jess Machin, who did our logo at Liquid Gold. Love you, Jess. We love you, Jess. And keep tuned in for all the exciting things we've got coming up for you this fall. And also to We Own This Town, weownthistown.net. And again, shout out to Michael Eads. Michael Eads, thank you. For my co host, Mr. Kenneth Dedman, it has been a beautiful afternoon with you, my brother. Hell yeah, dude. I missed you. (laughs) My name is Mike Wolf, and we will see you soon. Later, Thanks tater. for listening.